the story of what the person who gives the bracelet, you know, and what they feel in that act is actually more impactful than the person who receives it. Because that experience of giving purpose to what you've dealt with, and maybe it's your pain or just your experience of growth, by giving it away to somebody else and knowing that that carries with it such positive power. I mean, yes, the receiver is going to feel a very significant you know, shift in their lives, but you're also going to feel this sense of just selflessness that you never thought you were capable of. And it's a really, really impactful moment for both parties, of course. But I always love, even myself, I love the moment of giving a bracelet away, you know, because it's just such a great way to, I don't know, feel good and build that self-esteem, which then builds that confidence, which then builds that belief in yourself, which then enables you to, to try anything. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Seek the Joy podcast. Happy Seek the Joy Tuesday. I'm your host, Sydney Weiss, and welcome to the first episode in the third year of Seek the Joy podcast. I am so excited to share with you my conversation with Adriana Kerrig. She's the founder and CEO of Little Words Project, and Little Words Project is really a pay-it-forward movement. Their handcrafted bracelets are each made with a different inspirational word to encourage women to be both kind to themselves and kind to others. And this business is really Adriana's heart and soul and her passion and dedication to creating a culture of kindness among women is inspiring. She's changing the world one little word at a time. And I was just so excited to sit down with her and have this conversation for Seek the Joy podcast. In this week's new episode, Adriana and I chat about her journey starting Little Words Project, the dream and the vision that started in her parents' basement and how it's really become the movement that it is today. We talk about the power of sisterhood, encouraging kindness, self-love, authenticity, and empowerment, and creating a space for women to connect and collaborate, and really the gift of paying it forward. Adriana and I chat about her self-love and her self-compassion journey, the role vulnerability and honesty has played in her business, and opening up about her fertility journey. Plus, Adriana shares with us the three words that she's wearing around her wrist right now, the power of manifestation and trust, her biggest dream, and so much more. I really loved everything about this week's conversation with Adriana, and it was so much fun to connect with her. I actually want to share with you guys the two words that I'm wearing around my wrist right now. They are fearless and believe. They serve as a reminder that I can push past my fears and that I can be fearless and walk into the chapters of my life that are really calling my name and that I can believe despite my doubts that what is here for me is ready for me. So if you've got some little words around your wrist, or if you're ready to get some little words, I'd love to hear what they are and what they mean to you. So make sure to join the conversation on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. We are at Seek the Joy Podcast everywhere. I would love to connect with you and to hear what you thought about this week's new episode too. And you guys know what to do. Subscribe to the podcast and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, or really wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. Your love and support of the show means everything. I'm so grateful for everything that Adriana shared and the level of vulnerability and honesty 
is going to knock your socks off. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Adriana Kerrig of Little Words Project. First of all, thank you for having me. Thank you. Um, I'm so excited yeah. to have this conversation with you. I know. Me too. I was so excited um, when I heard from you and, and looking forward to just getting into it. So, you know, I had grown up dealing with a ton of negativity from other girls. You know, I was bullied basically my entire life um, from a very young age and it continued honestly all the way through college. And at some point while I was in college, I had joined a sorority, which surprisingly enough, actually gave me a sense of sisterhood and community that mm-hmm. I had never really felt with other girls. So, you know, after joining, I decided, let me go ahead and create something for these girls that can feel like, you know, we're spreading love amongst ourselves and keeping positivity circulating. Um, because we as a group had also dealt with negativity from the outside. So, you know, I created this first batch of little bracelets that had words on them. And I started passing them out to the sisters. And we just started sharing them amongst ourselves. And it was my first kind of experience of true sisterhood and understanding that, you know, women, when they are kind and empowering towards one another can do really great things together and individually. So that's where the idea of wearing something and then passing it on had actually originally come from for me. Um, And then once I graduated, I saw that the girls were still actively Mm -hmm. engaging with this concept. They were still, they were making their own bracelets and wearing them and then passing them around that I thought to myself, you know, this is something that I think women everywhere would benefit from. You know, why not all, you know, literally carry a vehicle on our wrists that is meant to inspire kindness and empower others. So that's where, um, you know, the idea to really bring it to the masses was formed. And that's when Little Words Project was born. I, I had created the first batch, obviously, in my sorority in college. And after about a year of working and traveling, I, you know, thought to myself, why not, why not do this full time or full force rather? It wasn't full time right away. (laughs) And then that's kind of how it came to be. And, you know, we originally, they were called warm fuzzies back in college. And uh, I love that. I love that. That's great. It was supposed to be like a warm fuzzy feeling and all that stuff. And I had gotten that from something that I had uh, done through my church youth group at the time, um, which also obviously was an example of community and yeah. kindness. Um, so I just kind of fused the worlds together. But then when I went to to get it trademarked and all that stuff, of course it was taken. I was like 22 when this was all happening too. So oh my God. a lot to learn. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it was my now husband, then boyfriend who actually came up with the name Little Words Project. So. Oh, that's so cool. That's the beginning. Yeah. Okay. First of all, I always think it's so interesting how names come about because it's often in the most indirect or spontaneous way. I think sometimes when we are thinking about like the names of our projects or our businesses, it's like sometimes we belabor over it for a really long time. Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. other times the inspiration just comes or it comes from somebody else. And that's what happened with me too with the name of the podcast. Oh, wow. So totally understand about the name just kind of coming, it just comes together. Yeah. And that's really how the whole brand you know, a lot of people ask me like how we start, how I started and, you know, what my first step was. And when I think back, I don't, I don't have, I mean, I know that I just kind of started, you know, I know that I just, I found someone that could do a website. I found someone that can do the video. I found someone, you know, I just started like 
asking around to my network and seeing who had skills or the availability. I always say it was the business on sale because I got everything at a great (laughs) price Um, because I just knew people. But the point is, is that you never know how, what, you know, how something is going to come together. And that's why it is actually so important to remain kind, remain kind to others Mm -hmm. because you never know how in the future, you know, they might, they might be of service to you and vice versa. You know, it's just building that network from a young age is super, super important to then, you know, name our podcasts or Mm -hmm, name our businesses or just help us along the way. Yeah, I agree with that too. I think it always pays to be kind and supportive and generous. Mm -hmm. And yes, you know, of course, we're going to have moments of frustration with other people or in different situations, but you really never know where, when or where you're going to run into that person again. Circles are super small. So to really remember that kindness and that compassion and that understanding and that that sisterhood. I think it's so important no matter what you're doing. Absolutely. Sisterhood, especially amongst women, obviously, yeah. is super, super important. Just that community because, you know, life can be tough as a girl sometimes mm-hmm. and it's just helpful to know that there are other people in your corner helping you through. Yeah. It's interesting what you said about sorority and how that was really the first time you experienced sisterhood in that way and community in that way because for me in college, it was the same thing. And I grew up, you know, with sort of this negative connotation around sororities and Mm -hmm. Greek life. And then when I was actually in my sorority, which was Alpha Chi Omega at USC, (laughs) it was like actually the first time I had really met women who I connected with and who have become friends for life. And I really did experience that sense of sisterhood. So it's really great to hear that that was your experience too, because I think often, you know, there's this competitive or catty nature associated associated with with sorority and Greek life and that's not always the case. Yeah, and that's that's honestly the problem with sororities, Greek life or girls in general sometimes. And and not necessarily the problem so much as the stigma that goes along with mm-hmm. it, you know. And yeah. I think, you know, that's really my ultimate goal is to try to eradicate that or at least create something that can, you know, infringe on the territory of those stigmas and that cruelty and really just remind people not only us within, you know, the women that are engaging with the product, but also those around us to see, you know, look at this thing that was created by a woman for women and how it's changing the way they interact with one another. So that's really where that inspiration came from. But yeah, I I hear you. I, I too felt like, you know, the sorority world was something I I didn't think I'd I'd ever join or find such compassion and kindness in. But to Mm -hmm. this day, I mean, I have you know, older girls that were in my sorority or or sisters, you know, contacting me via DM or, you know, uh, text messaging me saying they see bracelets on people Mm. on the train on the way into the city. And I'm just like, wow, it's so cool to see that that community has really, really, you know, stuck around. And I've been out of college now uh, like six years, mm-hmm. eight years. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> a long yeah. Time. yeah. No, I hear you on that. I mean, it's really cool just to see how that community sort of has legs, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And I think that's Absolutely. what's really fascinating and really impressive and inspirational about what you've built with little words project is the community and just how far reaching it's become. And so for anyone that doesn't know, I mean, how do the bracelets work because obviously this started as something in your sorority and in your very, you know, close community, but obviously it's grown national and international. So how do the bracelets work? I know there's like a tag and you go online, but I'll let you explain it because I I think that's what's really fascinating and just so, I mean, one of the parts that's just so cool about what you've created. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, Okay. So the entire concept is that 
a customer will pick a word that means something to her. Um, and she wears that word for as long as she needs it. So whether it's strength to go through, you know, to get through something difficult or love to remind her of what she's seeking or worthy to remind her that she is. Um, and then she wears that for as long as she needs it. And then one day when the opportunity arises or when she no longer needs it herself, it's time to pass the bracelet on to someone who needs it a little bit more than she does. So that's where that pay it forward concept comes into play and where that kindness comes into play. Um, but the best part is that every single bracelet comes with a little tag on it, a little gold tag. Um, and that tag has our logo on one side and on the other side is a unique code. And that code is used to register the bracelet on our mobile app or website where the customer can then put in her story, why she chose that word, maybe what it's done for her in the time that she's worn it if she doesn't register it right, right away. Yeah. And then when she does ultimately pass it on, that next girl can do the same. And eventually the bracelet carries a story that you can read, you know, whether it's the first girl who passes it on, she'll get to see all the people it touches along the way and really track her kindness as it moves mm -hmm. from girl to girl. Or the, the final woman who receives it and she can see all of the stories and all of the power essentially that the bracelet has generated over time. Um, and that's what makes it so unique and special for sure. I love this because you Thank can really you. track it. And I love what you said about tracking your kindness because yeah. often, you know, we think about kindness or compassion or whatever it might be as just a, an exchange in that moment, but it's actually far reaching and it trickles down. So then to have a bracelet that really does track that and you can see the evolution and the stories and the experiences of someone else who then wears the bracelet that you, that you mm -hmm. had, that's, that's really cool. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That was really what the, the inspiration was for it was knowing that, you know, you, how many acts of kindness do we do on a day to day or, you know, do we want to do at least, and you never know how that's going to get paid forward and then how that is going to get paid forward. So it's just a cool way to see how your single act of kindness affects not only the person you're affecting in that immediate moment, but who you're going to affect down the line and how it's going to bring, you know, positivity and joy into their lives. Yeah. What has it meant for you or to you to to see that kindness in action, to see that positivity and that joy grow and, and trickle throughout this community? Oh, what has gosh. it meant for you? Um, I, I don't even have words for that. You know, I, yeah. I feel like I I started this, you know, one, one, the first batch was made on my bed, you know, in college and then in my dorm room. And then, you know, I started the brand itself in my parents' basement and mm -hmm. my dad was the shipping department and we were love it. a whole family affair making these things and getting them out the door. And now, you know, we're a much, much larger operation and we've grown so significantly over the past six years. And there are so many stories from even that first that first year in my parents' basement, you know, I was receiving stories of how much these bracelets were helping people. And then, you know, all the way to this day, you know, I still have some customers who got a bracelet in that first year and they haven't passed it on yet. Mm -hmm. um, but that's because they haven't felt like it was time and that's mm -hmm. okay. You know, people can either pass them on or not. It's the bracelet is meant to bring confidence and positivity and happiness to the wearer for as long as she needs it, you know? So, but I will have some of those customers come to me with their bracelet broken after six years with all of the beads in their hands saying, oh, I, this wow. is the, the only thing I wear every day. Please, please fix it for me. And of course we will. Yeah. Um, but the point being that, you know, I just never was prepared for how much this would impact people. I always wanted it to, but you know, when you're young and you're, 
kind of naive to what starting a business even mm-hmm. means. Um, you never expect that it's going to take off in such a way that it has for us. And then like, I almost feel like I have imposter syndrome, you know, mm-hmm. like every day I'm like, yeah. oh my God, is this my life? Like, how is this real? So in, a, in short, <laughs> it's meant the world to me. Yeah. Did you ever anticipate to be a business owner or an entrepreneur? Because I find we often start these projects or these businesses that are really coming from our heart and our joy and what we're excited and passionate about, but we don't necessarily anticipate for it to become a business or our whole world. So did you ever think that this would be something that you would do, that you would become an entrepreneur and, and own this business? Yeah. So no. Um, when I was in, <laughs> in college, I went to school for English literature with the idea that I'd be going to law school after the fact. Ah. Um, and then I actually even took the LSAT and was like, gonna go to law school. Yeah. And then in the same time as I was deciding to start studying for that, I thought I had like one of those like wake up in the middle of the night moments and mm-hmm. write, you know, write down the note of, you know, I had the idea for the tracking component of this bracelet. Cause of course I had already made them. I already mm-hmm. had started the concept and I was seeing that it was right at the beginning of Instagram. Um, and I was seeing the girls taking pictures of their bracelets everywhere. And I thought, Oh, that would be cool if they could track the bracelets through the picture, maybe through a hashtag. You know, I was starting to just think through that. And then I had come up with that idea for the tracking component and it was like, it hit me that this would be a great product, you know, that we could bring to the market. And after that, once I had thought, okay, this is something I could bring to the masses, then yes, I thought, okay, I might be an entrepreneur. Like I might just go after this. Um, and I, I, I never anticipated that it would become as large as it has. Mm-hmm. But of course, after like year two, year three, I was like, all right, that's now my goal. You know what I mean? Like in the yeah. beginning, it was like, I'm just going to see where this goes. And then once I started to see it pick up some momentum, then I was like, okay, I could do this. Um, and essentially, I had taken the LSAT around a, a month before I had launched the website full force. And then I wanted, you know, I wanted to get my scores back and I wanted it to say like, either you're so smart that you have to go to law school <laughs> or. If it wasn't that, I was not going to go. I was like, I, if I don't get like a 165 or above, I'm not going. Um, so now everyone knows I got less than that, but whatever. I'm, I don't. I don't. It's mind. okay. I did too. So don't even worry about there it. There you go. There you go. Did you? Oh, you took you took the LSAT as well. Yeah, I went to law school actually, and you did? Uh, I'm a lawyer. Oh. Yeah, so a oh lot of parallels gosh. there for sure. Oh my gosh, look at that. Yeah, I mostly was like, you know what? If I'm not going to get into Harvard, no, I totally go. get it. And that, and but it was really just because I already had this other thing sitting with me that I knew I was passionate about and I knew I could do. And I just, yeah. it once, once you get the itch, it's like, you have to go, you just have to do it. Yeah. Um, and I always knew that I, 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 my, my score would be good for five years. So I was like, you know what, we're, and I, you know, worst comes to worse. I'll go after, after those five years and, you know, see, or it, within those five years, if things don't work out and then things worked out. So yeah. I actually am now just realizing that I would have to take the LSAT again if I ever wanted to go to law school. So it's officially off the table. Yeah. I do not want to go through that again. No, uh, don't blame you. But I will say, I mean, it's so interesting. Sometimes, you know, in life we have these ideas or these perceptions of who we want to be and what we want Mm -hmm. our career to look like. And then something happens where you realize maybe this wasn't it. Like maybe there's something else I'm supposed to do. And it takes a lot of courage, I think, to follow that other thing. You know, that thing that's waking you up in the middle of the night and that you're excited about because in the moment, I mean, I don't know if this was your experience, but I think it can often be a little 
frightening, scary, but also really exciting to realize like, yeah. oh, wait, I'm onto something new and different than what I initially expected or anticipated my life to to be, but I'm going to follow it anyway. Oh, absolutely. I think that's the, that's life, right? In a nutshell, it's just yeah. having to be willing to ebb and flow as it's needed and figure it out as you go and see what lights you up. Even, even after starting the business, you know, there are elements of being an entrepreneur and, you know, CEO and business owner and leader that I love. And then there are elements that I'm like, I can't, this isn't sustainable for me and my happiness, you know, Mm -hmm. to be able, you know, I need to find the right people to handle certain jobs that I'm like, I can't do them. (laughs) You know, I'm so much more of an entrepreneur and a like in my own head kind of person. And I do think I'm a, I'm a good leader. You know, I -hmm. I hope my team would agree, but I also know that that's not my, that's not my bread and butter. You know, I'm much more of a, let's sit down and just like think creatively and how can we, you know, come up with new ideas and, but am I the best executor of those ideas? Not necessarily, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's about figuring out what works for you and how to make the most out of your situation and, and just making sure that you're putting, you're putting processes in place to enable yourself to do something that lights you up if yeah. what your current job or current decision doesn't do it for you, if that no, makes sense. that makes a lot of sense. I think, you know, it's about learning to play to your strengths and learning right. what those are and, and being able to relinquish a little bit of control mm-hmm. and have trust that, you know, mm-hmm. you're going to bring someone onto the team who's really skilled in that area um, right. to help you, you know, execute your vision. Um, I think that's a huge part of entrepreneurship and, and even just life. I mean, learning what your strengths are and it's a really interesting balance. Absolutely. I think for sure. I completely agree. I mean, I definitely myself, when it comes to, you know, playing to my strengths, you know, it's, it's hard. It's hard because in the beginning you feel like you're the only one who can handle or do anything, you know, Mm -hmm. correctly or the right, you know, the way that you want it done. Um, but I think, you know, over time, I think it's self-awareness that you need to work on and build because in the very beginning, I really had that, you know, that inflated sense of self where I was like, well, I'm the business owner. I'm the one who started this. So I'm the one who knows what's best. And I would micromanage and I would request strongly that they loop me into every little thing that they do. And I've gone to a place now where I'm like, I I can't, I just can't, that's not sustainable. Mm -hmm. And I'm aware of my strengths. And I'm also very aware of my weaknesses. And I think it's very important as people, as women, you know, in general, that we understand what our weaknesses are, and that we don't, we don't have an inflated sense of self that, that, that essentially, if I didn't recognize what my, what my strengths were against my weaknesses, I don't think we'd be where we are today because I would never have hired the right people to come in and, you know, fill the gaps that I was creating. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I love what you said about self-awareness, because I think the more that, you know, we're aware of who we are, what we enjoy to do, what we don't like to do, what our strengths are, what our weaknesses are, we can grow, I think, in such a more profound way and and also create things that we are excited about and then, you know, end up having definitely a ripple effect, you know, with others and into other communities. And then I think self-awareness also then plays into self-love and self-compassion and, and also probably a little element of joy. But all of these things combined, what 
role has the self-awareness journey? What role has it played in your self-love journey and your self-compassion journey? And and what has that really looked like for you? I have been on quite the journey, especially this past year of wellness and self-love that is different than I it's ever been. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it honestly all came from my husband and I are trying to have a baby. Mm. And it's super exciting, but it's definitely a lot harder or taking a lot longer than I had ever anticipated it taking. Yeah. And I've had to really do some self-reflection, you know, during this time. It's been about a year now. And I think to myself, you know, in the very beginning, I, I, I guess part of me has always thought it was going to be difficult. I don't know why, but I was always, I always thought that. I don't know if that was intuition or yeah. if that was me manifesting. And <laughs> that concept of manifestation and how, how powerful our minds are started to just really take hold of me because I started to think to myself, oh my gosh, you know, look at what I manifested with the business. You know, just from believing in myself, yeah. I have been able to create this, this product and this, this build this dream job of mine and this business that employs, you know, eight women and four part-timers and helps all of these people around the world. And yet, why am I not able to manifest or at least believe in my ability to be a mom or Mm -hmm. to take care of both my husband, my child and my business? You know, why do I feel like there's a roadblock there? And it has a lot to do with how I perceive myself and, you know, the self-love that comes along with being able to be someone that gives love to others, Mm -hmm. you know, really strongly. Um, and I think that, you know, just through that experience, I've really started to just take a, take a second look at myself, at how I, you know, how I show up both at work and at home and for myself too, you know? So I think that self-love and the awareness of that, you know, the importance of that journey and, taking care of yourself and just having little rituals. Like I love my nighttime facial care routine. Like I have not not washed my face at night for like four years. Like every single night the face is getting washed, the serums are being applied and I'm just enjoying the experience because it's just one of those things that I do for me. And, you know, a lot of business owners, I think, can get lost in the growth of their business and they don't care that they're up all hours of the night and they're working crazy hours at work. And I'm literally that or was that person until I started to realize like, oh, wait, I actually have to slow down if I want this other dream to come true as well. So, you know, that was, you know, I wish I had figured that out before I was like super ready, you know, to have a child because now it just feels like every month that goes by, it's just another heartbreak, you know, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, I'm grateful that I've reached this point where I fully understand the importance of taking care of me. And, you know, that's, that's both in having a child, but also in running a business successfully too, you just have to have your mind right, you know? So Mm -hmm. it's a journey that I'm on every single day, but I I couldn't be more grateful for it. Yeah. I I love what you just shared because I think it's such an important and, and really beautiful reminder that the more love and care that and empathy and compassion and kindness, you know, that we show ourselves in any given moment, it then spills over into feeling and knowing that we're capable of showing love to others. And I think you're so right. I mean, as you're building a business or working on one of your dreams, because I believe that we all have so many, you Mm -hmm. know, when you're, you're showing love and care to one dream, and let's say it's your business, it's often 
your personal life or your health or your wellness mm-hmm. that sort of definitely takes, yeah, that suffers and, and takes that back seat. But we don't think about it that way in the moment because we're so intently focused on that dream that we're building, on that business that we're yeah. building in the moment. And so reminding or remembering that, hey, I'm worthy of being loved and taken care of. And yes, we receive that love from others, but we often don't remember to show it to ourselves. And and so it's interesting and it's really beautiful to hear that shift that you've had, you know, with yourself. And it's interesting, the timing. And, and mm-hmm. I would even say it's probably perfect timing. You know, you, yeah. you probably had to in some ways, you know, for better or for worse, experience this shift for yourself so that you could, you know, return to taking care of yourself in the way that you totally deserve. Yeah, no, 100%. I've actually been saying that, you know, as much as as much as I just want things to happen when I want them to happen, you know, I also am so appreciative and grateful and able to recognize the beauty in that everything happens when it should. And this is all happening for a very specific reason. And so long as I bring purpose to it, I can keep going through it, you know? And I think that that's something that people don't realize that yes, it will be hard sometimes to not get what you want right away, but you can do one of two things. You can sulk in the reality of your life, or (laughs) you can recognize that there's a reason that this is happening to you and, and for you really, because it's just the universe or God or whatever you believe in. It's just their way of showing you what you maybe needed to see at this very moment. All right, guys, taking a brief break from this week's new episode to talk to you about something I'm really excited about and I'm really loving, which is our Seek the Joy Guide to Podcasting and our Seek the Joy Guide to Pitching Guests. I have been so overwhelmed and blown away by not only the response to both guides, but what you guys have already shared with me about the impact that they're having on your podcasting journey and my whole mission and focus with both guides is to really help you get your message off the ground and into the ears of the people that really need to hear it the most. And so I am just so excited to finally launch and share both of these guides and to see them in action as you begin to develop and grow and launch a podcast of your dreams. So head on over to seekthejoypodcast.com slash seekthejoyguides to check them out or hit that link in the show notes. It'll take you right there. And I'm excited to see where you go with this podcasting journey. All right, guys, without further ado, let's head back to this week's new episode. Yeah, that's so important to remember and so true. And I love what you said that it's it's meant to bring these moments, everything that you experience, it's to bring purpose to that difficult moment or that lesson. And that's what your bracelets do. It brings like that purpose and that reminder to those moments, both of difficulty and struggle, but then also joy. And, and so it's right. interesting to see, you know, in some ways, definitely how your life, our lives is, is then reflected in this product that we create. Right. It's right. really, it's a cool full circle moment. Yeah. Well, life, life definitely imitates art a lot. Um, and you know, I think that my favorite part of the product and just the, the, you know, owning this and knowing that I have people telling me these stories all the time is that the story of what the person who gives the bracelet, 
you know, and what they feel in that act is actually more impactful than the person who receives it. Mm -hmm. Because that experience of providing, of giving purpose to what you've dealt with, and maybe it's your pain or just your experience of growth, by giving it away to somebody else and knowing that that carries with it such positive power. I mean, yes, the receiver is going to feel a very significant you know, shift in their lives, but you're also going to feel this sense of just selflessness that you never thought you were capable of. And it's a really, really impactful moment um, for both parties, of course. But I always love, even myself, I love the moment of giving a bracelet away, you know, because it's just such a great way to, I don't know, feel good and build that self-esteem, which then builds that confidence, which then builds that belief in yourself, Mm -hmm. which then enables you to, to try anything. Yeah. It's an empowering moment. You nailed it. There is so much power and just like a huge gift that comes from sharing these stories and, and being really open and honest and vulnerable, you know, about what we're experiencing. Cause it reminds the person either who you're sharing the bracelet with or who you're sharing a podcast with or whatever it might be that, Hey, you're not alone. We mm-hmm. are in this together and it helps to bring about that, that feeling of connection and, and that community. And, and at the end of the day, remind us, you know, that we're never, we're never alone in, in what we're experiencing. Absolutely. I, I totally and completely agree with that. <laughs> Is there are there certain words that you're wearing around your wrist right now that's helping you through these moments that you're experiencing or that you're really connecting yeah. with? Yeah. So I'm wearing currently, I wear believe, evolve, and know, K N O W, every single day. Mm. The believe is probably my favorite word. I really truly believe that if you believe in yourself, that you can accomplish anything and Mm -hmm. believe in the possibility of it. You know, I think everything starts with your mind. And if you don't believe it will happen, then it probably won't, you know? So I always love that reminder to just always be able to look down and see that word and remember that as long as I keep believing in in what I'm capable of, I will continue to achieve those dreams and those accomplishments. And then Evolve actually was a bracelet that my interns, every, every, every semester that we have interns, they create their own like internship bracelet Mm. and they created this beautiful Evolve bracelet. And it was, it's like a really gorgeous, like jewel toned rainbow color design. And it says Evolve. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that, that is so perfect for me right now. I feel like that is what I'm going through. I need it. Can I please have one? And they made (laughs) one for me. Um, so there's that, which we might be launching soon to the website if anybody is interested in it. In totally, it. yes. And then the other word that I wear is no. So as in, like I said, K-N-O-W, because I had met someone at a trade show who was this really inspirational woman who I don't know why I just started telling her all of my my problems, my journey, what I'm going through, you know, with obviously with wanting to trying to conceive. And she said to me, well, and I told her, you know, I believe in myself. I believe in what I'm capable of. I believe that I I will have this one day. She's like, but it's not enough to believe sometimes. Sometimes you have to know Mm. inherently, you have to know that it's going to happen. And I think that's really where the roadblock is. You know, I believe, but then sometimes I doubt. And sometimes I'm like, maybe it's just not going to happen for me. And we all have those moments where something we want feels like it's so out of reach. And no matter what you do, you can't control the outcome. But if you do allow yourself to let those failings or um, moments where it doesn't happen for you to prevent you from thinking that it's not only thinking that it's possible, but knowing that it's possible, then it might not happen, you know? So 
Um, that's not a word that we sell, but we do offer customization days and maybe, you know, something, something special might be happening with customization in the near future. Mm -hmm. But the point being that those are, those are just those words that remind me every day that I have to just continue showing up the way I have been and just continue to evolve and continue to know that everything is going to happen as it should. Yeah. In the future. Yeah. I love the three words that you carry (laughs) with you. And this conversation is so timely for me too, because I'm in a phase and a stage in my life where I believe I, like, I feel like this is something that I want that is possible for me, but I doubt, and I don't, Mm -hmm. you know, fully trust or know that the thing that I really want is, is going to happen for me. And it's interesting, the connection to that feeling of doubt or fear or worry that's then tied into something that you brought up a little bit earlier, which is this concept of imposter syndrome, because I think we often Mm -hmm. doubt ourselves or don't know or don't trust that the thing that we believe in or the thing that we want is possible for us because we don't see ourselves as fully in the arena that we want to be in. And something I thought about the other day when I was reflecting actually on this whole concept of imposter syndrome, because it keeps coming up in in such um, interesting ways for me, is this reminder that you can be in whatever arena you want to be of your choosing because you have the ability to put yourself there. So regardless Mm -hmm. of what someone else thinks or even the doubt that you experience in the moment, if you can see yourself there and continue to put yourself there, regardless of those feelings of doubt, you you can do it. But it's about remembering that you can actually be in that room or that city or that arena or whatever it might look like. Um, so it's, it's really interesting just f- how full circle <laughs> this conversation yeah. is because imposter syndrome plays such a huge role in that ability to know. Yeah. I think it, it applies to, you know, to every – facet and aspect, um, you know, of our lives. It's really interesting. Exactly. And I think that's why when you just boil it down to simple words and simple reminders that can just help you get through no matter what the scenario is, you know, it makes it a lot easier. You know, the fact that, yeah, you can doubt yourself. And I do every single month, I give myself a couple of days a month to be in, in the doldrums, you know, but Mm -hmm. then I, I know that I have to get myself out of them and that I have to go, you know, and, and keep on going. And I have to reflect on all the things I do love in my life. I think gratitude is a huge component of yeah. staying happy. And I love this quote that you can't see the picture which stuck inside the frame. And it's so true, you know? So I just feel like it's so important to remain as grateful as you possibly can for the things that you did accomplish. And it's great to have people in your camp that are going to remind you if you forget. Um, I know one of my one of my employees, Mariah, who's also my brand director and one of my best friends, she is a big proponent of reminding me like every time something exciting happens for the business and I'm just very even keeled about it. <laughs> she's like, Adriana, do you remember? Five years ago, when you were in your father's basement <laughs> and you were making these bracelets by hand, and now we have a factory, and da, 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 and and we just reached, we just worked with Nike, and you know she reminds me of all these things, and I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah, you're right. Like, so it's just sometimes good to have someone who can see the full picture mm-hmm. to remind you of what it is that you've accomplished, and just knowing that every, you know, every passing day or month or year, you're further along than you were 
the previous day or month or year. And that's so important too, to like always look back, see that growth, no matter how small of the growth it was, it, growth is growth. Growth And that's something to be grateful for. Yeah. Gratitude and perspective. Two Mm -hmm. words that are super important. And I think play hand in hand with one another. Someone told me this once and I find it to be so interesting and true, which is if you want something more or different or bigger or better or whatever it might be for your life, you have to right now be grateful for the things that you do have because it's from that space of gratitude that more can come. But it's it's interesting because in those moments when we often want more or we're experiencing something really exciting or those moments of growth, we don't really even realize it, that, that those are mm-hmm. moments of growth or celebration because we often don't have that perspective. So yeah, having people in our life who can who can bring us back to both, it's such an important catalyst and pushes us, you know, in that in that direction and and being willing to to celebrate those victories in the moment. I don't know about you, but I'm always or I've historically always been so worried like whatever we're celebrating right now, like the the ceiling's going to come caving in, mm-hmm. like it's not going to last. And so I often have throughout my life really struggled with celebrating victories Mm. or wins because I don't think it's going to last, but I've had to teach myself and push myself to really celebrate these moments. Um, because regardless if it is temporary or it lasts or whatever, it's like, hell yeah, I did this thing. Let's celebrate it. So even learning to celebrate something for yourself, I think is is a journey and something we've got to remember too. Yeah. I think even more so because it could be temporary. Like you might be right. It might be temporary. And then imagine if you missed out on that moment of celebration because you were worried it was going to leave you, you know, and it's like, you don't want to miss out on those little moments because those are the things that keep us going. And they're the things that, you know, again, like I, it's especially even with this fertility journey, it's not like every single month I'm, I'm living, you know, 31 days of misery, you know, I'm, I'm happy most of the time. And it's just those, it's just that day or two where you're like, where you find out it's not, you know, you're not getting what you want this month, not, not this time that you go into that sadness, but it's important to spend even in those moments to remember like how happy you are the rest of the time. So, you know, you never want to live in a state of anxiety or fear of what's to come. And I, I also struggle with anxiety. You know, Mm -hmm. I've been I've been uh, taking an anxiety medication for a couple of years now that I, I would love to get off of, especially now that I'm on this this wellness journey. I'm thinking like I can I can do this, you know, like I feel like I can handle it with or without this yeah. extra layer of of help. I I just am always so impressed with people who don't ever go that route. And not to say that there's anything wrong with going that route. Obviously I did and I'm willing to talk about it because I don't think there's any shame in it. Totally. Um, But it's just the reality that like we all struggle. We all go through something. And the number one most important takeaway is that no matter how much you struggle, you recognize the importance of celebrating the moments that you aren't struggling Mm -hmm. and even celebrating moments that you are because you're alive and it means you're feeling something and that's okay, you know, but I'm like ravenous for, for books and knowledge about how to, you know, to do breath work and how to, to manifest and how to think positively and all that stuff. And as long as you're teaching yourself and growing from these negative experiences, then they're worth it. You know, they're worth having. Yeah. No, I, I'm so with you on this in terms of finding the things and the resources and the knowledge to really expand how we, you know, think about ourselves, how we think about what's possible, uh, how the world works. I mean, my mind has been totally like blown open, I would say in the last 
three, four years of the journey that I've been on and just being more open to really understanding why things happen to us, why things are the way that they are. It's often those difficult experiences and those lessons that are the catalyst to push us into something bigger and better and something greater than we, you know, could ever imagine. So, but the more that, you know, we're open about what we struggle with too, within those successes, it, I think it adds another layer and it, you know, it, it makes us, I think as, as humans, just more understanding and, you know, to every facet and aspect of the journey that it's not linear. It comes with highs and lows and ups and downs. And so even though you've built this really great thing, you're still human and you're still having this experience of trial or or struggle or, or also celebration within that too. And so, yeah, opening up our eyes, I think, to every aspect of the journey um, yeah. that we're experiencing. And then, you know, the person we're talking to or or sharing a meal with or or watching or listening to on a podcast, I think is, you know, really is important too. Yeah. I, I mean, I definitely agree with all of that. I think that I don't think enough people, especially in the the world of you know CEOs of and owners of businesses and entrepreneurs, I, I don't at least in my circle of what I see people sharing, I don't think there is enough of the negative and the difficulty and the the path being more than just you know a rocket ship that you know all of a sudden you're you've got an investor and now you're you know you have you're you're on billboards mm-hmm. and you're you know all those really exciting growth spurts that people experience. I don't always know what's going on and I wish I did sometimes, you know, and I can even do a better job of sharing more. I think, you know, I, I haven't, I haven't really started opening up and sharing about the fertility stuff on social media too much. You know, I've, I've shared about it. This is only the second podcast that I've done that I've even mentioned it Mm. because it is so much a part of my journey and I can't answer these questions without going into that. And if anyone asked me, of course I would tell them, but I'm thinking that, it would be so great if I knew that somebody else was going through what I'm going through. And, you know, there's this one, um, one woman, Lacey Phillips, who has a podcast called expanded and she's like a master manifester and teaches people manifestation techniques. And I'm like, so into her right now. And what she talks about is that people can be expanders for you, you Mm -hmm. know, and you want to sometimes look to those who are in your similar on your similar journey on your path in some way and maybe they're accomplishing what you want to accomplish just a little bit ahead of you or maybe they you know in my case maybe it's someone who tried to get pregnant naturally for a year and then it happened and you know that's the kind of stuff that I'm always looking for, but I don't feel like it's as readily available to me because what we see, as we all know, is that highlight reel of people's lives through social media. So I've been having so, I've I've been really struggling with my relationship with Instagram and Mm -hmm. how I present myself to the world and how I, you know, intake other people's positive lives because it's so important to remember that even if you see something positive every single day from these people, it doesn't mean that they're experiencing that at their core. And in ways that would be helpful to know, but I guess you totally. can just trust and know that, you know, because everyone's going through something that you know nothing about. And then I wanted to say one other thing that you had mentioned about, you know, opening up and being vulnerable and the importance of that. And I was also going through social and, you know, flipping through stories and a, a person that I really admire and look up to had posted this quote that if you share 
things with others, then your tribe will show up saying me too. Mm. And I think that's super huge too, you know, being willing to share it, knowing that it might result in one person saying, Hey, I heard what you had to say on, you know, the Seek the Joy podcast. And I just wanted you to know, like, I too am struggling, or I know someone who struggled and then succeeded, or, you know, whatever it is. I just think it's so important to be vulnerable for that reason because you never know how it's going to how it's going to affect your life and change for you and I think it comes with not caring what mm-hmm. other people are going to think or what the naysayers will make you feel and how many of us are so crippled by the anxiety of what others think of us that we don't take that step towards yeah. vulnerability or just taking a leap of faith in yourself or changing the career path or you know getting out of the relationship or getting into it you know I think there's so much that comes into play when it comes to what other people are going to think. And it's unfortunate because that's just the nature of the world we live in right now because we're so on display. Yeah. It's so interesting what you, what you shared, because I think often we're so protective of our journeys and so protective of what we're experiencing because of that level of fear or anxiety or even shame around what someone else is going to think about what we're doing or feeling or experiencing. I mean, it's an interesting period of time too, because like you shared, I mean, we are so on display and brands especially are being asked to be on display in that way. And I think, you know, even for me as a podcast host and having this show, I've really made sure to be very open and honest about what it is that I'm experiencing because I know that so much good comes from making that choice. And so much good comes from opening myself up or ourselves up to that possibility of greater, you know, connection and understanding. And and for someone to be able to reach out and say, hey, you know, me too. And then to have a really important and honest conversation around those experiences and then allow that conversation to ripple out in a really beautiful and positive and impactful way. But we often have to get out of our own ways to allow ourselves Mm -hmm. to be vulnerable and to show up that way. And just like you shared to say, you know what, screw it. I'm going to be honest about my journey because my journey and my brand is actually who I am. And it opens up the dialogue for those expanders, you know, to show up in that way. Well, but absolutely. you know what? Sometimes too, you've got to, you know, kind of go back in your cocoon a little bit and tend to yourself and show yourself absolutely. that, you know, that kindness and that care and that compassion and that love so that then you can show up again and be open and honest and vulnerable. So it's a little bit of a push pull, I think, but it's knowing your place in that push pull that I think has been a game changer for me. And it it sounds like for you too. Oh, 100%. And and it's not to say that everyone needs to put their entire life on the internet, you know, and tell everybody everything. But I think it's just in moments like this one, you know, where you ask me a question about how, how my, how my journey has, you know, how, I forget what the question was, but I know that the answer... (laughs) I think I it was something end- about how like self-love or compassion right. has impacted your journey. It's beautiful exactly. the way this unfolded. I love it. Right. And But that's the point is that that is why I needed to tell you the full truth and nothing but the truth, you yeah. know? Yeah. And I think that's, you know, it's just in those moments that I think it's the most important to share, yeah. you know? And I think that so many people would rather sugarcoat their journey than actually demonstrate, you know, 
what's actually happening because yeah. they don't want others to think that they are less than perfect. And I think it's, it's definitely changing now. I think the landscape is a little bit different, which is exciting. You know, even just if you see how, you know, people's feeds these mm-hmm. days, like no one's really concerned with the perfect color profiles and the perfect landscapes and all that stuff. So I do appreciate that. I feel like it's changing just on social, which I do think is a microcosm for the world, you 100%. know, and what, yeah. what's going yeah. on in the real world. You know, people are starting to not care as much, which I love. Um, And yeah, I just think it's important that you always show up honestly and, you know, you're authentic and, you know, it it doesn't matter what people are going to think at the end of the day. Yeah. And I think it's through these conversations and these spaces and that choice, you know, to choose honesty and kindness and everything else, you know, that comes with it. It's, 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 this is how we keep creating this space for women to show up, to show kindness to themselves and kindness to others and to choose this level of collaboration and vulnerability and, and, and honesty. It's through showing up and doing it ourselves first that then we can create bigger spaces and larger spaces and more inclusive spaces um, for other women to do the same. And so it's beautiful to see conversations like this in action and then businesses like yours in action who are really doing that and walking that walk and and talking that talk too. And it's changing the dialogue and the the impact um, along the way. Yeah. Thank you. Well, I, I hope to be inspiring others in a way that makes, you know, makes them feel like they can go out and do whatever it is that they've been holding themselves back on, you know, and if I can do that through my personal journey or my business journey or the business itself can inspire others, you know, that's what, that's what it's all about at the end of the day. Yeah. Paying it forward. And if I can do it, you can do it without a doubt. Before we go, because I have loved having this conversation with you and I'm so glad that we did this. I have to, I have to ask you the question that I ask everyone that comes on Seek the Joy podcast and it's, what is your biggest dream? Oh, wow. Oh my gosh. My biggest dream, my biggest dream. Well, I guess my, my best case scenario in like the, in, in my future and what I want to be is 100% a mother Mm -hmm. who demonstrates, you know, the importance of everything we've discussed today to my children, but also to those who I impact on a daily basis. You know, I want to, I want to inspire and I always have wanted to, I've always been, I'm an Aries, so I'm a quote, a natural born leader, as they say, <laughs> yes. um, but I've always, and, and that's not even to brag because I'm also all the other negative things that come with being an Aries. <laughs> um, but you know, I, I've always, I've always, you know, sought the limelight in some way. Like I've always, I've been okay in front of a room. I've always wanted to, but I, it's because of the pure intention of wanting people to be inspired by whatever it is that I have to offer. So I'd love to just continue inspiring others, whether it be through a book, which I know I want to write mm-hmm. or, you know, a podcast, which I always talk about starting. So power to you for actually doing it. Um, and, and through this business and touching the lives of as many people as possible. I just want to keep building it and keep going and not let anything derail me. Even, even if, you know, there are pitfalls along the way, I just want to keep getting up as I've, as I have been. Mm, I love that. And it's so, it's really cool just to watch and to see, you know, your journey in action, you know, coming from having these really negative experiences with girls and bullying growing up and your experiences are my experiences and other women's experiences. And so this, these, this level of shared experience and coming together to build 
you know, this sense of collaboration and honesty and kindness and empowerment and self-love and just everything, you know, that really goes along with that. It's ability to then ripple out and have an impact and inspire others. And just thank you for having this conversation with me and just the level of honesty and vulnerability that you shared. It's going to be, um, in the words of Lacey Phillips, a total expander uh, for for other women. And so where can everyone find you and find Little Words Project and get their bracelet and and just be part of this community that that you've built? Thank you. Yeah. Um, Well, thank you for having me. It's been an incredible conversation. I love love the opportunity. Yeah. I just love the opportunity to, to share some empowering moments with a fellow female who is making it happen. And I appreciate that um, and everything that you have done to bring this kind of messaging to the masses. So you should be proud of yourself too. But yeah, you you can find, um, well, you can get your own little word at littlewordsproject.com and as well as select retailers nationwide. And then you can find us on social media at littlewordsproject. That's little words with an S, so it is plural. Um, And then you can find me at Adriana Carrig, and that's Adriana with one N. So I'll let you go ahead and link or whatever you got to do because nobody will ever be able to spell any of that. (laughs) No, (laughs) I include everything in the show notes. It'll be super, super easy. But yeah, you know, message to everyone out there listening. I, I... you can you can turn your mess into a positive message as well and it's just a matter of believing in yourself and knowing that you're going to accomplish everything you want to accomplish and if you need some help along the way you can definitely seek it through myself or the business or seek the joy podcast in sydney as well so thank you again for having thank me thank you adriana this was this was awesome i'm so excited to share this oh my god me too